to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Well, good morning, One Church Park District family. Happy Sunday to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're at today. I know many of us are gathered in house church, and uh, maybe you've had some food, a little bit of time just to uh, fellowship and be together. And what a joy, what a privilege it is to be able to gather in this environment. And I want to just give a huge shout out to all of our incredible house church leaders. You are the heroes of our church. We are so, so grateful for you. Uh, I'm just going to list off some names off the top of my head. Joshua, Rachel, Gillamet, Jeff and Sherry Walker, Jarrett and Justine, Matt and Sarah Hammer, uh, Nate and Steph, Sims, um, Brad and Melissa Sprung, Jason and Sarah Griffin, um, Marsha Thorsell, the Joy Group. I, I'm not sure if I'm missing somebody off the top of my head, but wow, what a blessing you guys are. And so I just want to give a shout out to all of you. We love you so much. And what a joy it is to be able to gather together today to celebrate uh, and to enjoy uh, God's goodness. I want to mention before I get into the message, uh, I, want to get, uh, I want to mention a few things coming up. Uh, as we have moved past Easter, uh, the summer will be quickly upon us, but we've got some great things coming up. Uh, number one is May 8th. I don't know if you're aware of what May 8th is. Uh, all of the moms in the place just elbow uh, your neighbor or your husband if you are with him. Uh, but we are celebrating Mother's Day. And Mother's Day, of course, is an incredible moment for us to celebrate all of the moms, whether uh, you have had a baby, uh, you know, naturally, given birth naturally, every single woman carries the unique uh, mothering heart of God. And so we want to celebrate that beautiful, uh, unique ability that every woman has. So we're going to be celebrating Mother's Day on May 8th in our house churches. And so I want to encourage you in house church just to make a plan with your house church. Maybe you want to host a Mother's Day brunch. Maybe you want to do a cookout in the park, but just celebrate the moms. And so I am commissioning all of the men, all of the uh, dads, uh, all of the sons uh, to serve the women on that day and to make a plan and celebrate all of the mothers. We love you so much and uh, we're looking forward to being together on that day in House Church coming up on May 8th. Also, we have a men's retreat coming up May 12th to 14th and uh, there is just something special about a group of men getting together, investing in relationship, seeking the Lord together, having fun together. And so I want to encourage you men Plan to join us on the men's retreat, May 12th to 14th. Now, I know some of you didn't join us last year and you regretted it. Don't make the same mistake this year. Plan to join us. Plan to be a part of it. It's going to be an incredible time. Uh, all of the details are on our website, on the events page of our website, ocparkdistrict.com events. You can RSVP there. 
and uh, get all of the information, but it's going to be an awesome time, and we are looking forward to that. Also, uh, we are planning a Lee Road Cleanup Day, Lee Road Community Cleanup Day, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, establishing a place there on Lee Road that we can call home for our church family, uh, but we really want to be a blessing to that community, and one way that we can do that is just in a practical sense to help pick up, to help beautify, and so we are planning a Lee Road Community cleanup day. Uh, we're working out the details of that, but I hope that you will plan to join us. It's going to be a great, great thing. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, why don't you grab them this morning and turn with me to the book of John chapter 10. John chapter 10, and I want to read a verse. John chapter 10, verse 10. This is Jesus speaking, and he says this, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy but I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. And I want to springboard out of that verse, really back into the word that Johannes brought to our church uh, last Sunday on breaking limitations. And that it was an incredible message, uh, and I believe it was more than just a message. I believe it was an apostolic provocation that God was speaking to our church, something that we don't need to just hear at one time and then move on from, but it's something we need to grab a hold of, we need to meditate on, we need to discuss, we need to uh, really apply it to our lives, that God wants us to break limitations. And here Jesus is talking about the ultimate limitation, the limitation of death, and that the enemy always comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy wants to limit everything that God has for us. He wants to limit our potential, limit our purpose. And of course, through sin, the ultimate limitation of death has spread to all of humanity. But through Jesus, the, the power of Sin and the power of death has been broken. And we were celebrating that, of course, on Easter Sunday. And Johannes brought such an incredible word on breaking limitations. And I believe that that's something that God wants us to uh, continue to walk out. That we as the church are not called to be people that allow the limitations of life uh, to encroach on uh, our faith, to encroach on God's call, God's purpose for our lives, but we are to be people that are to live uh, what the Bible calls eternal life. That's what Jesus is talking about, abundant life, eternal life, life to the full. And as Dallas Willard points out, and I love to repeat that eternal life is not just a quantity of life, but a quality of life. The eternal life, the abundant life that God offers to every single one of us through Jesus is not just a quantity that we will live, uh, you know, eternally, uh, an infinite number of years into the future, but it is a quality of life. And when we receive Jesus, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are receiving eternal life. The Bible says it this way, that the kingdom of God is within you. And so when you put your faith in Jesus, you have the infinite, eternal, limitless power of God within you. And I believe that God wants us to be a people. As Johannes uh, even prophesied over our church, that as the book of Zechariah says, and that as the um, 
the angel spoke to Zechariah that Jerusalem was to be a city without walls, that it was simply to be surrounded by the presence of God and the fire of God within. That's what God wants our church to be. People that we, we don't uh, allow the natural constraints to determine the, the sphere that God has called us to. And Johannes even said that what God wants to do is too great to be counted or to be measured in, with natural means. You know, there's different standards of measurement. Um, you know, I've got a glass of water here, and this is a, I don't know if it's maybe 8 ounce, 10 ounce, 12 ounce, but it's measured in ounces. It's a, it's a, a metric. And we also measure distance in a different standard. But the things of God, the eternal things, the things of the Spirit can't be measured in the same way. They can't just be measured with a head count. It's far greater than that, the work of the Spirit within us. And so I just want to continue to kind of meditate over that today because I believe that God is wanting us as a church to be a church without walls, to be a church, as Johannes said, that is always open. And that we are not thinking, even as we move into a building, that we're not thinking about the building as the church, but we're thinking about the, the, the church as something that is far greater than that. And so I want to just kind of take some time to review and, and maybe to categorize the things that Johannes brought to us last week, the limitations that every one of us can fall into, into three areas of limitation. And then also, I believe, three uh, areas of release, three tools to break those limitations that God wants to give us. The first limitation is that we, I can be limited by my pattern. I can be limited by my pattern, by the way I do things, the way I've always done things. Now, I have to admit, in the natural, I'm a guy that loves a pattern. I, I like routine. I like uh, you know, I've told Jennifer, let's just have the same meals, the same nights of the week. That way we don't have to think about it. And, you know, there, can, there is value, of course, to routine. But the danger is that we can allow routine to become a limitation rather than a, um, a, a release to what God wants us to be and to do. And ultimately, I believe the thing that God wants to use to break the power of perhaps dead patterns in our lives, is the Word of God. And Johannes used the illustration last week of the man by the pool of Bethesda that had been there for 38 years, 38 years, every day, waiting for the water to stir because that's the way God had healed people in the past and that's the way God will always heal people in the future, so he thought. And apparently there had been a reality that God had moved in that way in the past. But now his expectation for the future was perpetually based on his experience in the past or lack of experience in the past. And the same can be true for us. In the natural, we can begin to limit our lives through the pattern, the way we've always done it. Perhaps it's the culture of our family. Perhaps it's, it, it's the... Uh, the, the way that we've just allowed our thinking to be limited by our own experience. And um, I, I love the story. I shared it last week in 
our pre-service prayer huddle, the story of Roger Bannister, who was a runner in the 19, I believe, 1940s. And up until that point in time, no one had ever broken the four-minute mile. It was thought to be impossible. And so there was no expectation that anybody could ever break the four-minute mile. Uh, it was thought if someone broke the four-minute mile, if they ran a sub-four-minute mile, their heart would explode and they would die. It was impossible. But something happened that changed that forever, and it was that Roger Bannister ran a sub-four-minute mile. Incredible. Blew the minds of people, and his heart didn't blow up, and he didn't die. And, and here's what happened. The, the incredible thing was not just that Roger Bannister ran a sub four minute mile, but it was that as soon as Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile, broke that barrier, broke that limitation, there was a, a number of other people that began to break the four minute mile. It wasn't that they physically were unable to do it before, it was that they had the limitation in their mind. It cannot happen. And as soon as that barrier was broken, suddenly other people began to be released into that. And I believe that's true for every single one of us, that it's the information that produced a transformation. The information that, wow, a four-minute mile, sub-four-minute mile is possible, suddenly released the transformation. And that was what happened for the man at the pool of Bethesda. He was always stuck in the box of his own thinking that God is going to heal me through this way because that's the way he's always done it. The waters are going to be stirred and I've got to get in. And what had been a previous move of God, listen, became a limitation to receiving a new work of God. It became a limitation to him receiving what God wanted to do in the future. And the same thing can be true for us in our own lives Personally, we can begin to think, well, God never does that through me. I, I'm not that kind of person. I, I've never experienced God in that way. We've never seen a move of God in, in this way. It's just not going to happen. But I believe God wants us to take the new information of His Word, or the, the same information of, the word, uh, of His Word, and bring it into our hearts as a new revelation that will produce a new transformation. I, I don't know about you, but I want to see everything that God's Word says is possible. I want to see it manifest in my life. I, I want to see people getting healed. I've seen people get healed in the past. I've prayed for people and seen people get healed. But to be honest, it's not happening that much in my life as often as I see it in the Word of God. But I don't want to dumb down my, uh, the, the Word of God to my experience. I want to lift my experience to the Word of God. I don't want to say, well, God must not heal anybody anymore because I just don't, uh, I, I don't see it. I, I want to say, I want to see it because God says it. Just like uh, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, suddenly something became possible for others. I believe God wants us to not live limited by the pattern of our past, but to allow the Word of God to transform our thinking. The Bible says this, that we're to take every thought captive and that, that the Word of God demolishes strongholds. What's a stronghold? A, a stronghold is a, a form of thinking that becomes a, a constraint in your life. 
And when Jesus began to preach, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is repentance? Repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of life. And actually, even in recent years, science is now catching up with what Jesus told us when he said, repent. Or the Apostle Paul said it this way, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Just in recent years, science has discovered what they have called neuroplasticity. And there used to be the thinking that uh, our brains were uh, a fixed physiology. And that if there had been trauma or if there were certain patterns, if there was a certain limitation to our brains, that it was perpetually limited by our physiology. But what they have discovered is that we can actually form new neural pathways in our brains. We can actually not get stuck in the rut that we always uh, are going to be this way because this is always the way we've been. We actually can repent. We can actually renew our minds. And so number one, we need to not allow my pattern, our patterns, to limit us. We need to allow the Word of God to break the power of patterns to restrain us and to limit us from what God has for us. We want to see everything that God has for us released in our lives. So number one, my pattern can be a limitation, but the Word of God is the solution. Number two, my personality can become a limitation. My personality. Now, every single one of us has a God-given personality. Uh, You know, some of us are uh, perhaps um, extroverts and some of us are introverts. Um, I always say, you know, I'm glad not everybody is an extrovert or no one would be able to get a word in edgewise. Uh, You know, some of us are perhaps on a Myers-Briggs profile. We're an ENFJ or, you know, whatever it may be. Or maybe, you know, in the, um, the, uh, you know, some other profile, personality profile, you are, uh, you, you have been labeled a certain identity. And those things can be helpful, those uh, ways of discovering our wiring. But here's what I want you to see is that wiring is never meant to be a constraint. If you think of it even in ele- with electricity, wiring is not meant to constrain the power, it's meant to channel the power. And so your wiring, your personality is never intended to limit you. It's meant to channel. It's meant to be a conduit for the power of God. And so the answer to the limitation of your personality is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this. In fact, Jesus said this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So the Holy Spirit will always come upon me and will always come upon you in your personality, in your your natural identity. He will come upon you. That means we need to be comfortable with being who God has made us to be. As one person said, if you is who you ain't, then you ain't who you is. (laughs) So we need to recognize how has God wired me, but don't ever let your personality become a limitation. Some people may say, well, I could never, uh, I could never go talk to a stranger. I'm, you know, that's not my personality. Or I could never, um, 
You know, I could never step out in that way. I could never pray for somebody. That's not my personality. Well, your personality is intended to be a channel for the power of God, not a constraint for the power of God. And so when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, there is an empowerment of your personality. As one person says, you become the best version of yourself. The Holy Spirit doesn't turn you into a different person. He, he actually makes you into the best version of yourself. The gifts that God has put within you suddenly become magnified to become the greatest version that you can be. And, you know, we sometimes understand this in maybe a converse way when we think of, um, you know, someone with a manifesting a demon. And I know for some of us that may be an unusual thought. Maybe you've never seen that. Maybe you're thinking of the exorcist and, you know, spitting um, green stuff and all of that. Um, and maybe it seems like fairy tales to you, but it actually is in the Word of God. It's a normal part of Jesus' Jesus's ministry, and it is something that does happen uh, today. And in fact, there has even within psychology been a, a recognition recently of the spiritual dynamic of evil spirits. And so uh, we recognize that sometimes a, a, an evil spirit will warp and twist and, and overpower a person's personality. I've seen it. I've seen um, people that are quiet and shy suddenly become loud and aggressive. They're overpowered by an evil spirit. But the same is true. That's actually a counterfeit of what God wants us to be, not overpowered, but empowered by the Holy Spirit. That our personality is no longer a constraint, but it becomes a channel for God's power to flow. I'll tell you this, in the natural, I can have a personal constraint of kind of being, you know, um, Perhaps what some people may say, shy, or I don't like being in front of people. Um, you know, growing up, I never wanted to be in front of people. If I was in a group of people and somebody said my name, uh, my face would turn red and I would just, oh man, I wanted to go and hide. And that can become a limitation. In fact, when I felt the Lord first call me to preach and to pastor, I thought, Lord, I could never do that. And he said, yeah, you're right. You can't do it but I can do it and I will do it through you. And so what was a uh, limitation in my personality has now caused me to become dependent on the Holy Spirit so that that is not a limitation, but there is a, an empowerment of the Holy Spirit in my life. And every single one of us, God doesn't want us to be limited by our personality. He wants us to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so number one, my pattern uh, can be a limitation. Number two, my personality can be a limitation. And then the third thing, uh, again, just reviewing and kind of um, bringing a little bit of focus to the words that Johannes shared with us. The, the third thing I would say is that my place can become a limitation. Johannes talked about our culture that we can become limited by the culture or the place that we've come from. And he talked about how he is Austrian by birth, but God took him to Sweden and then has taken him to Africa. And he's had to learn how to overcome the limitations that would be put upon him because of the place that he's from. 
And every single one of us, uh, you know, have come from a place. We've come from a culture. Many of us are Americans by birth, and that's great. That's wonderful. But God never wants us to be limited by the place that we're from. We saw in the story of Peter in Jerusalem that the Holy Spirit was poured out in Jerusalem. And there was a, a, an incredible manifestation of God's presence in Jerusalem. But the problem was they, rather than allowing that to be a launching pad, they turned it into a, a, a rest stop. They just said, we're all going to hunker down here in Jerusalem. Man, it is so good here in Jerusalem. Nobody, let's not leave Jerusalem. And so all of these Jewish people who were called by God to go to the nations, to be a blessing to the nations, suddenly just hunker down in their hometown, in their own comfort zone. And that can be true for every one of us. We all have a place where we just feel comfortable. And, and to one degree, I think that's a good thing. You know, as we often say, there's no place like home. But ultimately, home is not meant to be a constraint. It's meant to be releasing. Our children are never meant to be constrained to our home. They're to be brought up and to, uh, to be released. And the same is true uh, in all of our lives. The, the culture that we've come out of can become a hindrance and a limitation, that we can become limited. You know, perhaps we're from a small town and we just think this way. Or perhaps we're from a certain city and we just think that way. We've been shaped by the environment that we're in. My, my place can become a limitation. I would say the answer to the limitation of my place is the church, being a part of the church. And I love that aspect of the church, that when God saves me, he doesn't just save me and leave me. He brings me into the church. And that is in a local church, but through that local church, I'm connected to the global church. I'm connected to the bigness of the story that God is writing around the world. And I believe for every one of us, we need to resist the limitation of our place. Even as we move into a building, and I'm so glad that we're going to have a place that we can call our own. But here's what I want you to understand. That, that is not just a rest stop where we come in once a week or once a month, kind of have a spiritual, you know, fill up the tank and, you know, change the tires and get, you know, come back next week. It's not just a rest stop. It's a launching pad. God's called us to the nations. God's called us to be a church that is not just focused on how many people can come to us, but how many people will be sent out. And I believe that God wants to break the limitations of becoming limited by our place. God wants us to be a people that have a global vision, a global mission, and a global church. And I believe God wants to break that limitation. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23, that the church is the body of Christ, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so the church isn't just a building. It's a people that have been sent out around the world on mission. Practically speaking, maybe for some of you, uh, you've, you've never had the opportunity to go to other places. I believe one of the greatest things that we can do is to travel, to go to other nations, to go to other cultures. Sometimes that's going around the world, but sometimes that's just going to a part of town that maybe is not our demographic, not what we're used to. But it helps us to see 
the, the bigness of God's mission. And I believe this, that if our gospel as a church is only an American gospel or only an Orlando gospel, it's not the full gospel that God's called us to preach. We need the full gospel to bring the kingdom of God to the world. And so I, I just want to say over us as a church today, again, we want to be a church that breaks limitations. We don't want to be limited just by our pattern. This is the way we've always done it. Let's not come out of COVID just trying to go back to what we used to do. God's got something greater for us. Let's not be limited by my personality. Well, I don't pray that way. I, I don't, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a person that God would use that way. The Holy Spirit, the unlimited power of God will come upon you and you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Not just in this place, but from this place to the ends of the earth. And so I want to encourage you, church, let's press into that. Let's take hold of that word that we are a church that is breaking limitations. Even today, as you're in your house church, perhaps you need to take a few minutes just to reflect on that. Is there limitations in your personality? Things that you have allowed to become a limitation, to become perhaps a pattern that you need to break out of. Perhaps there's limitations uh, just in... Um, the, the culture that you've come out of. Perhaps there's limitations in what you have expected God to do and you need to go back to what does the Word of God say? I believe that God wants us to be a people that live in the fullness of everything He has for us. So church, thank you so much for joining us today. Let me pray for you as we go today. Father, I thank you for this incredible good news, the good news of the gospel. Lord, that you have come to give us life and life to the full. And Lord, I pray in every person, in every heart, in every home, let there be a release of the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Word of God break every limitation. Father, I pray even now, let mindsets, let patterns, let the limitations of our culture, let the limitations of our church be broken that we would experience everything we, that you have for us. We thank you for it, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, church, thank you so much for joining us today. Love you so much. Can't wait to see you next Sunday. God bless you.